Hello everyone, welcome to the Genesis Home Podcast, where we talk to experts in real estate, finance, business, community, and beyond, covering topics that are important to us. Let's listen in. Hey, Nick. Hey, Rita, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Long time no see or hear. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's been a little while. Uh, you know, we had a we had a podcast conversation with um, on the Founders Live podcast a couple of years ago, and um, really excited to get back in touch and and catch each other up and share what's going on. Yeah, because you've been pretty busy. I mean, for those who really are not familiar, um, I met Nick. Well, he's actually the founder of Founders Live. <laughs> but he does, but you're kind of more like a global entrepreneur. So why don't you explain your empire, so to speak? Like, Absolutely. So uh, Founders Live is a global, really a global marketplace and community for early stage entrepreneurs. Um, we really, um, what we say is we focus on, you know, inspiring, educating and entertaining uh, early stage entrepreneurs through um, ways to bring people more connection to the network, access to information, um, access to you know resources and and capital for growth, and lastly, uh, exposure uh, not just in their city or country, but possibly around the world. Uh, and it's really exciting. We we really achieve that through a combination of really a digital community and ecosystem plus. Uh, pitch competitions that uh, happen around the world. Um, you know, the short story is I started it in Seattle uh, in like 20, actually 2014. And then we've grown now to, um, you know, about 90 cities around the world. And that's 27 countries. So a lot going on. I could go into the more origin story, but, you know, that's really, that's really the high level. Uh, it's pretty exciting. And it's really fun to see all the creative entrepreneurs from various countries around the world uh, engage, participate in our events, and, and it's fun to get to know them. What's really cool about it is the fact is how grassroots you are in the approach to building Founders Live. Was that the, the basis of it, like building something that is not just a necessity, but can have a evolution to it? Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. It's it's always been in our DNA in terms of the um, grassroots nature of Founders Live. Um, it's just kind of the way I've always been, you know, and I feel like, you know, and, and I'll go into the story because I think it's really important. But I think what if, if someone would think like, why grassroots or what does that mean? Um, I just believe that when you create a brand um, by engaging people on the lowest level in terms of you know hierarchy but in, you know from a membership to uh, people in the community to having those people grow your you know expand your vision and grow it is the most powerful thing because you know that you know when i guess what i would say is when you're a founder or an entrepreneur and you have you're you have one or two people on your team and you're trying to push your agenda and try to grow your business it's much better to have a uh, hundred or 500 or a thousand people, you know, sharing that vision with other people and, and grassroots wise, it starts to really take hold. So word of mouth, um, 
people inviting other people. Um, that's why we have events around the world. Um, you know, we have our, our, our events are fun. They're celebrations of entrepreneurship and their pitch competitions. We have city leaders. They're basically ambassadors that are the ones that are uh, running the events in, in each city. They're the ones that are organizing them. And so now they're encouraging other people, random people that I don't even know to join the thing, to participate, to uh, attend our events. And all of a sudden now you have more and more people joining into the movement and that's pretty powerful. So, um, you know, grassroots, word of mouth, um, that's in, I would say it's top, top couple, two or three things that you really want to look at as you're growing something, whatever that business or brand is, and whether that's locally in a city or globally is expands to other places in the world. So as someone who does have such, well, when I met you, so let's let's be balanced here. When I met you, it was largely based out of Seattle, and then you had a couple of cities, one of them being New York. Hello. Mm -hmm. And uh, the one thing, you know, sometimes you and I discuss this a lot about, you know, what people see today, you know, the global brands and the different, you know, Founders Live events and, you know, the podcasts, not just Founders Live, but the offshoots that you inspired they see how like it looks so pretty but you never hid you were very transparent about the journey why was that transparency so important to you yeah i just i'm i'm a pretty straightforward person and you know i i i, I think that i don't know i uncovered fairly early in the process that you know there's a lot of fakeness or there's a lot of um i would say un um maybe just untruths about entrepreneurship and startups and all this raising millions of dollars and we're all great and shiny and you know I, I think that there's a balance to it but to me i'm just an honest person and i i think that people respect and want authenticity in their life and so you know that was just something that i've always had but when i realized how we could grow founders life so do you feel like that's what really drove the business or drove the brand to where it is right now is that authenticity yeah i mean it's our our number one core value we have five core values within the company and they're pretty uh, we talk about them a lot our first core value is what we call is respectful authenticity what that means is you are you uh can be yourself and and be who you are and be authentic but it, you must be respectful and kind of the flip side of that is respecting others in their authentic selves and that just be, really becomes inclusion and so you know we we really strive and we talk about including everyone it doesn't matter you know where you grew up doesn't matter what you look like doesn't matter what even language you speak we hope that we can create an environment that is inclusive of people and so when you when you when you look at that and it the word authenticity really is like hey look you know we're gonna speak the truth and, and we're gonna be authentic and true to um what the journey has been and it has not been easy um it's you know fun to be successful and i can tell you that i'm a lot farther personally than i was five seven years ago but this you know the road is bumpy <laughs> and it's that's just the way it is so I think that I think other entrepreneurs and any Founders Live member deserves to hear that truth. 
because anything else is a lie, right? And why would I want to mislead people and lie, especially as a leader? You mentioned a lot about authenticity and branding. And I think that part, like I said, and once again, to anyone who's, to our listeners, I've met, I've talked to you a few times, so I can attest that you are a very authentic person, mm -hmm. but you mentioned authenticity and branding or in, you know, outreach or networking. What does authenticity mean to you as relation to your own personal entrepreneurial journey? And what does it mean for Founders Live and all the stuff you added on to that brand? Yeah, for me, authenticity really it, it just means you know you are your your true self your authentic self i think people um people are in most powerful positions i use the word power meaning you're you're just energetically in a, in a great place if you are being yourself instead of we i think we've all been at networking events or whatever just you're out in public and you're feeling unconfident and you're like trying to who should i be or what should i say like you're not in a powerful position at that point so by being your authentic self i think that that puts people in in their most strongest position to be you know just fun, like friendly and and you know confident and and successful so that's just what it means to me personally um, because anything else feels uh, malaligned to you know maybe who you are um but as a brand you know, you look at that and the way that we've done it is how you mesh the the from the founder's voice to the brand's voice to then overall, once the company grows to really the the even employees and, you know, people uh, associated with it voice, um, you know, that just organically develops. But I think having, you know, the core values is really your leading indicator of what you stand for as the brand that's what becomes authentic okay so you know um i speak about core values you know a lot and th th that really is just the what does this company stand for and i would encourage you no matter what type of company you have i would encourage you to especially if you're the you're the founder and the person leading it is the executive and maybe the team hey determine what those are you should stand for something I mean, that's just my opinion, but, you know, so once the company can say, here's what our core values are, you then start having a foundation to stand on. And now authenticity can come through because you can speak about those topics. You can, um, you know, uh, encourage action around those. And, you know, through your, through your brand voice, you're going to repel some people. Hey, that's great. That's that's kind of what you want. You want to attract your core target market, and you you want to repel the others that aren't. Just that's the way that business works. And so, um, so yeah, I think that that's coming back to authenticity. It's really authentic to what? Well, authentic to your core values. What are your core values? The things that we believe in, the change that we want to make, what we stand for, and how we want to impact the world. You know, the, the, those are the things that I think wrap into authenticity as a brand. Does your core values match the core values of the company? Yes, um, is absolutely. I mean, you know, being the founder, it just kind of happened, obviously happened that way. Um, the story was that I was just as just as we were really turning our first corner as like 
basically Founders Live started as a, it was actually called Feature Friday and it was in Seattle and it was just a monthly, you know, fun pitch competition gathering. And uh, I was seeing that it was growing and things were happening. And so um, I really determined like, okay, this could actually happen. This is, this could work in other cities. We want to grow something larger. Clearly I needed to create a, a new brand name. So I, I, I did a lot of kind of work under the hood or, you know, a lot of work within and we structured things and created the, the company, the brand founders live. And then our plan to start to expand to other cities with this format of the event. It's really fun. And, it, you know, we highlight and celebrate early stage founders in all, in all these cities. And, um, and one of my coaches sat down with me uh, and we started working through some really strong plans of how, how this is going to change from this little thing to like creating a company and expansion and, and growth. And one of the things he asked me was, all right, what is important to you? And we should probably put some things in here, some, some uh, core values that, that are important. And so it started with me, right? He asked me what I'm, I'm I was the only one there. I'm the founder is, and also on the entire employee list. And so that was funny. And so, you know, I obviously answered the questions and yeah, they came from me and I would, I would, I would suggest that when, especially an early stage startup or a company that has, you know, five or less employees, the founder and the executive, and maybe even that founding team, if it's a number of people, it's what they care about typically then falls into what the company is about. And it doesn't matter what you care about. It's that you care about something and that you're putting that into a crystallized um, statements that then you can build around. And again, that's what attracts people and, and also what it repels people, but you obviously want to attract a certain target market. So yeah, it was, it was definitely me. <laughs> The one thing I did hear quite a bit was the um, is the ability to pitch. As someone who's also a member of Founders Live, the one thing I did love is how it was able to have like a focus group type environment. I think when I started my business, there was a lot of things I was trying to figure out and I had to figure it out all at the same time. And even though I couldn't go to the to the pitch events, and I couldn't do all that that part yet. The great thing about the group itself or the community itself was that it still had that focus group vibe that mm -hmm. if I post something and you guys have questions, so that it can carry over between the pitch and that setup, or was that just like, wow, I didn't realize that was gonna happen? Yes, you know, it's always been our, it had always been our vision and it's still very much our vision to have these various aspects of founders live and you know the pitch the pitch events in a way they're slightly separate in the sense that um that they're they're just they're the until the pandemic we they were physical manifestations they were events they were gatherings in person so we had that in real life experience and the pitch events and then um then there was like a digital community that was starting to form and growing and so we wanted to create that environment where uh people could interact and 
anywhere they, you know, you lived in New York, there was people that lived in, you know, other continents that, that were on there and, and interacting and, and all that. And um, so, yeah, we've always wanted to figure out a way to merge the, the in-person real life. You, people are going to gather at places to celebrate entrepreneurship and, and hear and watch pitches, almost like this live shark tank thing. And we've, we've definitely manifested that, which has been great. And then having a digital space that is almost like a, yeah, as, as like a, um, a group and a, um, every, you know, almost, yeah, it's like, a, it's, it's cool. It's like a little a community in a group and they, you can have either a small group or you can, you know, interact on a larger basis. Um, that's always been the, the case. We are actually currently um, in, we are in transition right now. We're rolling out new, a lot of new stuff and new community and a lot of great things that we believe over time are just going to, going to really take that to the next level. Um, but it's hard to, I will tell you this, it's, it's, it's hard to have a, um, in tandem, a localized thing that people, whether they're in New York or, you know, Dallas or, you know, Jakarta, Indonesia, experience something, and then also have this tied into a larger community and, and an engaging, um, you know, community space. Those are not easy to work together with because they have different dynamics. Um, we, we feel like we've done a good job, but we're still learning a lot and tweaking as we as we can. What do you think is the biggest aha moment so far in your entrepreneurial career and the, I'm going to say career of Founders Live? Yeah, there's been so many. Um, I would say a few of them are, um, you know, going back to, let's, let's, let's go back to the core values and the uniqueness differentiation. Um, I would say a very strong aha moment. I don't want to say that there was like a light bulb, like literally like, bing, you know, but it took, it, it, it took a little time to realize that, you know, it feels weird sometimes, but when you do craft these um, core values and the things that your brand is about, um, the further you can crystallize those and the more you talk about them, that's actually how a lot of the growth happens because in the sea of business and things going on, I'm just, you know, you, I'm waving my hand here, like in the sea all over the place, there is all like so many options of products and things to use and blah, 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 and communities to join. What, what makes you different? And, and so use that as a powerful advantage is that if you if you create that differentiation and you create those um, i always say this it's like create the what does jane tell joe right like Ooh, when, they, yeah, when they talk about your brand how are they going to how does person a refer it and talk to person b you need to get onto this you need to check this out and so those you know, it's like short sentences. It's like, you know, and we, we have been known a lot up to this point as like this, um, you know, 99 second pitch competition. So for background, everyone, um, our events, you know, eat, we, we, they're in, you know, during the pandemic, we went virtual, but typically, and we're now going back to in-person, um, these are like, yeah, these are fun events. They're, they're, they're gatherings, you know, food, drink, 
whatnot. And then um, we pre-select five early stage startups or you know founders, but it needs to be a company in somewhat form and they get on stage and they pitch, but it's a 99 second pitch, like value proposition pitch. Here's who we are. Here's what we're doing. You know, here's the uniqueness, blah, blah, blah. And it's a, it's 99 seconds timed. And then there's four minutes of questions from the audience. That's where people can ask a little more deep questions on, you know, either the team or the technology or the competition or whatever. And then the five presenters, um, you know, cycle through that fashion of pitching and questions. And then the audience votes on a winner. And so, you know, we are like 99 seconds. Why not 90 or two minutes? Because no one claimed that 99 second pitch and we did. And we're, you know, so people remember that. And so, hey, it's that 99 second pitch thing, you know, and, um, you know, and then, hey, I mean, we, we hear it all the time that especially in person events, people come to these events and they're they're just like, oh, my God, like I've never this is the coolest event I've been to. So we've created this format and we know that it's inspiring and we know that there's like, you know, what do you, you know, the first core value is respect for authenticity. And we talk about it on stage. What do you think is going to happen in that room? It's going to be very authentic and respectful. So, you know, when you just kind of think about things like that, I would say the one big aha moment was absolutely like really figure those details out of your brand and how they stand out in the market. And that will take you a long way because the moment Jane is telling Joe, like how, how many Janes and how many Joes are there all over the world? And, and you want them to start talking about what, why that they think your thing is unique and, and why they should, you know, you should check it out or you should join this, you should go. So that, that's, that's a huge aha moment, really figuring out your brand, your core values, and, and how do you inspire others to carry on that message to their friends? You mentioned the pandemic and a lot has happened during that time besides, you know, Black Lives Matter and, you know, all the other, how, with the change in the culture during the pandemic, how does Founders Live establish a footing in those intense moments? Because you've had a few um, virtual seminars and virtual conversations about it and how, as entrepreneurs, we navigate through it and what our views on it are and we've discussed it a couple of times but i was always really curious of how do you maintain a level head and how do you maintain the business without kind of succumbing to a trend yeah well that's i think that that's a really good way to ask the question um you know we interestingly enough just from a let's call it an inclusion standpoint, um, before all that happened in 2020, this was already a topic. Um, you know, like basically we started, even before all that, we started to use the term entrepreneurial quality within, you know, our uh, speaking and talking about our core values. And that's why like the first core value really, you know, it, it orients around what we call entrepreneurial quality in the end, it, it, again, it doesn't, doesn't matter. It's not important that 
you know, someone has speaks a certain way or was like, again, we're in like 27 countries. So it doesn't matter where you grow up. It doesn't matter where, what language you speak. Everyone deserves the opportunity for success. Now, capabilities and other things of that matter. And we're, we're fixing that through access to information and education and learning and, you know, but the opportunity should be the ability for that opportunity should be with everyone. We were talking about that beforehand. Now, when everything, when everything happened, um, or just like when it was, you know, in terms of Black Lives Matter and, you know, a lot of the injustices, it really just, I mean, I guess to answer your question, we just have maintained our stance and our voice and, and what we say, just, it almost, yeah, it amplified things a little bit, but we also, it just pointed out that it was even more important. And so, um, how do you maintain it? I think you just like have your values in place and your determinations outside of these things that pop up, the, the things that pop up, the events or the unfortunate uh, tragedies are simply showing what's wrong with the world. And so I, I think it's kind of too bad that all these companies will make a, a, a major announcements for two weeks and then it's business as usual. That, that kind of bothers me. Um, but we were talking about this beforehand. It now is much more clear. And for us, it's really about um, opening up more opportunities as we continue further for people that are in underrepresented groups so that they can continue to grow and be successful and and have everything that they believe they need for success and and that's different the craziest thing rita is it's like okay we're here in the united states but what what is that in indonesia it's not necessarily the same exact situation or challenges and what is that in hey nigeria in kenya um in zimbabwe the dynamics of underrepresentation or of needed areas, it's simply different in all these countries. And so that's a challenge for Founders Live, but it's also an opportunity to, to learn and help people in, in other ways. So, yeah, those are my thoughts on that. It's difficult. It's, you know, it's, it's, in, it's very, um, things are shifting and changing all the time. So it's really hard. That's why you just have to have a stance and, and you move forward with your stance and your, 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 um, your goals in that direction. I respect the fact that you've mentioned the, the needs are different in depending on the circumstances or the country or the area. That's a very, so I, it's a very global citizen perspective mm -hmm. on business and do you feel like sometimes by having that stance, you're, you're met with the assumption that it's our job to make them plug into your ideas or for you to understand how, how those needs have to be met? Like where, where's the, where's the, where's the line? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's another great point. This is one thing we learned in the last, you know, couple of years, but especially the last year, um, you know, so for instance, our the experience in 
with Africa and a lot of our cities in Africa, you know, they, they love Founders Live. They, it's like we've been there, you know, in a number of cities for a while and it's fun. Like, it's all good. One thing we did here, though, is they said, hey, um, you know, because we have like, you know, resources and benefits for presenting and pitching at our events and things that we can provide to the startups pitching. And, you know, they basically said, hey, um, could it could these be more relevant to us? Like, you know, could these be more helpful to uh, me being a founder in in Africa versus, you know, these things seem to be oriented a little more from United States or, you know, North America. So that was a really interesting, you know, when I first really heard that, I was like, oh, hey, this, this is interesting. And it helped me reverse my perspective, which was this, even though it's like, hey, it's, it's cool. This is Founders Live. You know, I started it here in the United States and, you know, this is all good. But I realized, like, who am I or who are we as an organization or an executive team to make decisions on getting, quote, resources and help to people, wherever they are in the world, when those people are like saying, well, here's the challenge here. I'm in Zimbabwe. These are my needs and what we what I need and want in terms of how to move forward. Can there be things that are a little more relevant to me being in this part of the world with these these actual issues or challenges on the ground? And so that and that's just one example. We have five regions of the world. You know, it could be the same in Europe and um, Southeast Asia and all that. So it was a very much a wake up call to. I mean, it, you can think about that layer as there's a mass like we have probably 10, 15, if not 20 years of work ahead of us to continually remove or, you know, figure out these layers and get the resources and help specifically around those areas of the world that are the most appropriate and relevant to the people in that area, rather than just saying, Hey, here's like five or 10 things that, that are us based and take them or leave them, you know? And, and I think that that's the biggest challenge is to what we're going to need to do is really continue to create partnerships and, 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 and build out resources and connections in pretty much every corner of the world so that we can get those to the people that need them the most. Um, and depending on where you are, we'll, we'll determine the things, the things that you probably will utilize um, as opposed to just throwing things, thinking that th this is really a U.S. American-centric way to think that, oh, this person or these people just need these things. That's not the case. They have their unique needs and desires and issues, and they need to be met by probably most likely relevant resources oriented in their part of the world, in their currency, in their, you know. Um, so it's, yeah, it became very amazing. Like I started to really realize how, not only how big this problem is, how the biggest opportunity we have, but also people you know, the dynamic nature of what people need around the world is not exactly what you think they need. You mentioned about the importance of partnerships and communication also on top of the pandemic. But I wanted to also, you know, Genesis is very big on mental health and how we should take time out for ourselves and address the core issues. 
of why we do the things we do. And you're and you stated before, which is absolutely correct, that there's there was so much happening with Black Lives Matter, with these atrocities, the COVID nineteen, and how everyone's addressing that. How do you, or how does the business? And the reason I mention you and the business separately is because I know you're your own person. And that's how that works. And I know that the business has its own, you know, ecosystem. You know, they have its own voice. It has its own, you know, entity. But how do you address mental health in a community that's so large and and incredibly diverse? Because you mentioned it yourself, like what works for Western countries or for the United States, it may not apply to the UK or apply to, I don't know, let's pick one, uh, Egypt. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so how do you address that knowing that that's a very real thing happening, especially amongst, you know, the entrepreneurial or small business community? Yeah, it's, it's not easy at all. And um, just even it's not easy on a individual personal level, but it's also not easy, uh, obviously, on um, a, you know, different parts of the world, different areas of the world issue. Um, I, the short answer is, I think we just, it's important to raise the conversation in ways that, um, you know, normalize it. You know, I have, my, I have a theory, honestly, quick theory, my quick theory is I think the pandemic, the pandemic really brought this to the front of, of a lot of what's going on. Um, I mean, here's an anecdote, um, you know, if you're a sports fan at all, but the, the, the Olympics of the summer and the Olympics of the winter, even just watching those and just seeing the athletes like melt down and, you know, Simone Biles, like, you know, had her things going on. And, you know, honestly, I think, you know, when you look at, um, when you look at what his, the the magnifying glass that we just put on those athletes and they cracked and 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 i don't remember a time where so many athletes were kind of cracking on you know camera like on this on the global stage of the olympics and i think that's almost a little bit of an indication of where we're at in the world and and just everyone is done with we, we can't take anymore and we're breaking in those ways and and it's okay and so like from our standpoint, um, I think from entrepreneurs, we want to bring, we want to continue to bring that conversation to the forefront, just to at least say, look, this is, it's normal to hit the wall. It's normal to um, have burnout, but let's, let's have the conversation of what happens next, how to, how to deal with it, how to be, um, how to focus on your mental and physical wellness um how to understand that this is a long path saying a sprint it's a long path and it's important for you as an executive and you as a a, a professional to take care of yourself in all aspects so that you can you know achieve what you want to achieve and and um so i think that's important specifically what people in um you know, other parts of the world, like Egypt, or in, you know, Jakarta, Indonesia, whatever, you know, we can only do so much in terms of the resources right now. Our hope is that we can continue to surface more. Uh, but 
at least bring that conversation to at least the surface and and again being mindful of like it's not every, you know we don't want to like every day it's oh whoa is me like here's another here's another thing around mental health that's not really our our that general focus um but it's a part of the entrepreneurial conversation so we will have those and we have talks uh every so often around this topic we have um in our new community there will be information and channels around this um, so to surface the right information, podcasts, resources, um, you know, I, I will uh, share a podcast that I believe has just really been there for me for a long time, which is the Reboot podcast. Uh, the, the individual's name is Jerry Colonna, and he started Reboot, which is a great leadership organization. They, you know, really focus on helping individuals um, really find find their their leadership strengths and all that and the podcast has been going for geez five six years now and i've probably listened to every single one and it's jerry who is a coach a ceo coach and executive coach that is um he, he basically just has a live session with uh usually it's a founder and an entrepreneur and they go deep and they go really deep and um you know you can listen to that and really think about your own life and you know, it's almost like you're in a session um, on a hearing from a third party. So um, just resources like that. Like, are you listening to stuff that helps you go through this? Are you getting individual coaching or um, therapist that, that is tremendously necessary? You know, those are the things that are at least a start. Yeah. That's, that's really good. And thank you for the podcast. I might actually check that out. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned a new community. Yeah. Tell me. Yeah. So uh, we, um, so Founders Live has really made, a. it, it is this kind of more shift. Um, a lot of it is just evolutionary from, from the pandemic. But um, we have now opened a new community. We're calling it the arena. Uh, the, you know, really just arena full of entrepreneurs and, and you know, you, as everyone, you'll see with Founders Live, there is this fun, like, angle of the whole thing that's um, kind of around, you know, uh, rock star or entertainment. Um, you, you'll just notice a lot of the visuals that, you know, I, I think it's me just, I think I was a rock star in a past life or wanted to be, but um, didn't that's not this life. But um, I think what's really amazing is that the where going back to like the core values and stuff is like, how you differentiate around a certain tone or feeling, or sense. And, and, and you'll see what founders live It's this like, it's this sense that I believe all early, it doesn't matter how early you are, I think all entrepreneurs are rock stars and in their own way and so that's really what the goal that we want to paint so we called it the arena and um it, it, it's a discord community so we just opened it up and we're starting to build that out and bring in you know now our community will kind of start coming in there and uh interact there and there's going to be you know we have uh, we're just just now rolling out uh, our new membership options uh the the first level is what we call front row and and that's like and and this is assuming that look there's there's free you know in terms of free member you're a fan what we call that and just you're gonna be around the community and 
the events, you know, the, it, those don't really cost anything and you can interact and you get our newsletter and you do all the good stuff, but we're now building out a more, um, a more dynamic and kind of enhanced community uh, involving the paid member position. And so the front row membership is $9.99 a month. And, and that just gives people a lot more content and um, unique experiences and some more channels. And the way that we've broken it down is um, as further paid membership, the person gets more curated content and opening, you kind of unlock more of the channels, which is great. Uh, and, and, you know, with that front row membership, there's like, you know, there'll be discounts when we start charging for like merchandise and some other stuff. And so it's just, you know, great benefits and you're a paid member. And then, um, the, the other one is actually what we're calling professional and it's, uh, geared towards people that are, I absolutely identify with, I'm an entrepreneur. I want to grow. I want to learn more. I want to, you know, have mentors and advisors. I want to, I actually have a business. I want exposure and I want that business to grow. And so with that, that is $55 a month. And that's really more resources for us founders to continue to grow, uh, learn and, and expand and, and become more successful with our business. So the difference between those two is the lower tier is less around growth as a founder and learning and education it's more just quality content and you know essentially being in the front row for things and then the further one is or the the one above is more investing in yourself and your business for that and so this, we're really yeah we're really excited this sounds more like campus style less you know community based and the reason why i'm mentioning that is because if you go to like um you know i'm a real estate agent Mm -hmm. that's, not, that's not a deep drug secret so um the company i'm with with exp they have exp virtual and depending on what you need like if you have like office spaces and you meet with an advisor has a different setup than you know just you being part of the 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 community and i think that's really smart in the sense of you see where people's commitment is that it, or their pro their progress in their journey and it still ties in with that community collective that you have so i think that's really cool because when i saw it when i got the message and it was just really interesting i just didn't like i didn't understand what was going on but i thought it was really really cool when i read it <laughs> well we're we're teasing it out so as we talk uh literally today as we talk we we just we're now releasing to our waiting list, our, our uh, smaller VIP list from our community that signed up, said, hey, I want I want first dibs on it. Um, we have also created within that a uh, what we're calling the Founders Live Insider group that is in, you know, Rita, you are a part of this uh, and you'll get more information here soon. But we have uh, we've basically said, all right, the first 500 members that you know from today going forward the first 500 and it's starting at 500 it'll probably grow larger um, we wanted to create this this group that is this kind of amorphous group that uh has taken steps to they're just like it's the internal 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 like it's the nucleus group they are believer they believe in us the first they took the steps the first 
and what we're calling uh, the in, in Founders Live Insiders that then will have all these additional benefits. You know, it's just going to be the group that, you know, as we continue to grow larger, it's that in, internal group that will receive things first, will have priority. Uh, maybe we bring early products to them first for them to test out and give feedback on uh, to, to really help us. Um, we want to do special things for for the insiders, such as, um, you know, like fun, you know, as you know, tokens and NFTs come even more predominant, you know, giving, you can automatically drop to people. You can literally go, boom, we just gave you something really cool. And we can do that, you know, specifically to, to this group and, um, you know, things like, I'm not saying we're going to do this soon, but, uh, what if we, what if we put on like a private, you know, fun, invite only gathering on an island or something and you know have it for just the insiders to celebrate so things of that nature it's it's almost like a new concept on a loyalty program that is much more um you know much more priority and and um it takes a little bit to, to get in that that group going forward there will be ways to enter and be accepted into this membership this aspect of the group um or earn it you know if you will um outside of this we're just kind of starting it with hey anyone that jumps in this week or it's up to um in march 4th it's open and we're aggregating the first 500 it probably will close before then but that's just in terms of insiders and that's simply someone purchasing either the front row membership or the professional level membership and once we hit that 500 level we're going to quote close that opportunity up from the insider standpoint and the memberships will still be available okay so like insiders are different than you know having a, a membership regardless we're just giving incentive for people to act now and kind of take that leap now and and then we're excited to build out what insiders really means over time and you know clearly it'll be available to other people going forward um so you know i think in the end what you're hearing here is we're having fun experimenting and and, and really looking at how to bring more much more value to the community and layer on that next that next layer is really about um how do we bring things to people to help them move forward um, give them more quality content, help them feel like they're a part of the community and network, engage in where they want. Look, there's free options. There's, uh, you know, $10 a month options. There's, you know, more than, you know, $55 a month options. That's, you know, we want to bring people to where they feel, uh, comfortable and how they want to engage. So it's been really fun. Well, speaking as someone who was part of this not exactly from the beginning, but like beginning-esque. Mm -hmm. I can honestly say that I am really excited about the next chapter and what comes from that. Because even if the great thing about Founders Live and the great thing about you specifically was the fact that everything was an experiment. And if the experiment worked, we kept it. And if it didn't, it kind of just petered out. But yeah. it was no pressure. You know, and you have this way of making it that it's part, it's not us being part of, it's not about, you know, okay, I know I'm rambling a little bit, but mm -hmm. the best way to put it is 
we got to test out what fits for our business. And if it made sense to a collective, then it made sense to Founders Live. Yeah. And I really had a lot of respect for that. And But really quick, what do you see as a future for entrepreneurs? Because besides social media and everything, we both know that certain things have peaks and valleys. So what's the future for entrepreneurship for what you think would be a, a brand? What do you see brands looking like, that whole, that whole idea? Hmm. Well, I... The simplest answer is I think entrepreneurship is going to be or continues to be more important every single year. And it just, it just, everything is moving towards a more unstable world, but a more uncapped kind of like no ceiling world. If, if, you know, there's, there's no limit in some ways. And I don't, you know, look, I don't think that that's hundred percent healthy, but the point is that there is, a, a, if you go out 10, 20, 30 years, there will be more importance and, and need for, quote, entrepreneurship than there even is now. And that's where we believe we want to just, you know, sit and be the leader. Um, so, you know, when you look at, when you look at, you know, certain technologies and, you know, I do think social media is, I think. I think it's at a really interesting turning point in the in the life of of in, in people's lives, and so I'm not sure. Is it you know like should you totally lean on TikTok now to build a company? Eh, I'd probably not lean on only TikTok to build a brand. Um, I think when you look at Instagram about five years ago, that's kind of where uh, um, where TikTok is now. These platforms and channels are just ways to reach people, but they're not the end all be all. Um, so I don't know what comes next and, you know, we're looking at it, but what I will say is, you know, the best advice that I would say is really think through as an individual, okay, how do I want to make impact? And that's how do, how do I, as a person and, and then, you know, creating your company, how do we want to impact people around the world purposefully? And then you can use these either social media channels, uh, platforms, you know, whether it's AR, VR, blah, blah, blah. You can use those to achieve that goal of, of impact. It's probably not smart to attach your impact to a technology. We want to be the best AR, VR thing. Well, who knows where that's going to go in five years, but maybe thinking a little deeper on what does that mean and how does that impact people? What do you want to bring to the world? you can use various methods and channels. You know, we're sitting, we will probably have in-person live events for a long time because people want to gather and they want to, you know, handshake and hug each other. Yet we can do that in VR and, you know, other places as well. And so um, I would just say thinking about, um, you know, understanding that, that there is, the world is leading towards entrepreneurship it's important to really look at how do you want to make impact? And then you can start looking at what channels to bring that to people and know that some of those are going to fall. Like we have a war going on somewhere in the world right now, and they're just severing the access to some of these social platforms. So it's probably not smart to attach your business to one platform. You want to look at the variety of them and how you bring that message to the world in various ways so that you're not 
you're not only <laughs> uh, you know beholden to one channel that could actually be turned off in any minute so hopefully that that helps it does it does and it's very important to have that kind of to mention that is because you're seeing so many people dependent upon TikTok and instagram as their like main revenue streams or main ways to communicate and you know not all businesses use social media i mean you use it and you've used it for founders live and used it for your own personal stuff but it's not your crutch yeah and, and i feel like we're not i feel like we're not having that conversation enough that we are so dependent upon this as a crutch that we're missing out yeah. on the other opportunities so i really wanted to see your perspective on this as someone who's really built a global brand in a way that would consider on a local level like a mom and pop shop yeah 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 thanks and i would i would maybe just add to that before we're, we're done here i would add that you know in some ways we probably and me personally haven't leveraged the the social experiences uh, social media experiences as maybe i could have now i don't have any regrets and it's fine so you know when you think about where you're at in your journey where anyone's at in their journey you know what what are the options here and what what should we use just just know that these are these are numerous options there's things out there and uh you can you can check that out but um but over dependence on one or a few is is definitely not the right choice in my mind and so you really just want to look at how you're leveraging like take advantage if it if it seems to be flowing for you and that's great but um always look at what are the other things so that if you do need to diversify which is probably important um you, you have that diversification and you know last thing i'll say here is look we're <laughs> we're in like 90 cities right now and sometimes i sit back and i'm like oh my god that's amazing and it what's beautiful is always and this is already true and it's always going to be true with founders live there's going to be cities that are they quiet down for some reason and there's cities that light up and because we're so diverse in the areas that we are in the world there's less of a drop right there's there there can be drops and and sometimes there are but you know by having activity in all these cities and countries already i've seen that founders live is is it's like a 90 leg stool not a two leg or three leg stool <laughs> really important really important yeah thank you so much nick any advice or tips for future entrepreneurs and business people that are not as goofy as I am? <laughs> um, you know, be serious about it, but but experiment. And I can tell you that the best thing that someone can do is with the least amount of time, have an idea through the least amount of time, put something together, put it out there and see what happens. Worst case scenario is nothing or very little um best case scenario is oh wow there's something here and i would just you know i, I decided to throw a, a, a literally it was a party but i would like to i decided to throw a, an event in 2014 in seattle and and that literally was uh eight years ago right now we were planning it and i think it was the march 29th and march 29th of 2014 very first founders live or it was 
Feature Friday. And by holding that event changed my life. And, and now it's reaching people around the world. So take, take, do experiments, take, take time to like put something together, see how you want to impact people. And you're going to, you're going to learn a lot, but it could totally change your life. That's a great way to end. Thank you so much, Nick. How does yes. anyone find you? Thank you, Rita. Yes, um, you can find me on uh, LinkedIn, uh, Nick Hughes. You can find me on, um, you know, Facebook, Nick Hughes. I, I don't use Facebook as much anymore. Um, uh, Instagram, uh, if you search that, um, then you can, uh, let's see, founderslive.com. You'll, you'll see stuff. Uh, you can check it out. Hey, if you want to join membership, you'll be able to do that soon. Uh, if you're hitting this very recently, very soon, um, you might see a join the waiting list. So it's probably a good thing to get on. And then, um, yeah, just feel free to reach out. I'm, I'm definitely available. Thank you so much, Nick. Thank you, Rita. It's great to, uh, it's been great to talk with you again and um, excited to continue further and, you know, still have you in our community. Oh, always. Yes, <laughs> always. So great. Okay. Bye guys. Bye-bye.